Hey, hey, Agave. I'm so excited because today we are joined by Marta Garza, the CEO of Cuero Viejo, located in Nombre de Dios in Durango. Hola, Marta. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. And we are also joined by Gabriel. Hola, Gabriel. Buenas tardes. <laughs> Buenas tardes. Um, so I'm super excited about this conversation. Uh, we're going to get into Cuero Viejo. We're going to talk about the Vinata. We're going to talk about Nombre de Dios um, and all things Durango. So let's get started, Marta. Why don't we talk about Nombre de Dios? Let's let's talk about um, that uh, town and the history of it. Okay, thank you, Gabriel and Sabrina, to having me here. I'm very happy, and it's for me an, an honor to talk about the place that we make our mezcal, and it's Nombre de Dios. Nombre de Dios is one of the oldest towns of Durango, even is oldest than Durango, the capital, because the Spains, when they came here to, to Mexico, they, they first got to Nombre de Dios because of the water. No, Nombre de Dios has a lot of water, and uh, that's why at the beginning they came here. And then they they come they they come to Durango because of the mineral mineral. No, so uh, the history says that the name of the of Nombre de Dios was because when they came, they they came with the Franciscanos, and they make the first mass here in the north of Mexico. Uh, they made it here in, in Nombre de Dios. And that's why they call uh, to this town uh, Nombre de Dios because they say to the people in el Nombre de Dios. No? So that's something like the name is like a beautiful name and they start the magic in, in Nombre de Dios. And I will explain a little bit about the vegetation and the people from there. And it's a, like a micro micro climb and uh, it's very rich in water but also it's like a desertic no in some places you will see uh, just uh, nopales and yucas and um, uh, and very dry no but in the same place in in in, in like in the other hand you can say you can see uh, a lot of water and also like a very green, no, in the raining, in the raining thing. So that's make very magical Nombre de Dios, and they that makes a, a was more magical for the mezcal because the weather is very different, and so you can like the agaves that grows 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 here. They grow like very special, no. So the people also uh, it's a very nice people they they have their culture the 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 food everything is very special also and now we are like the last pueblo pueblo magico that we have here in mexico so the last one because now this government they just stopped to 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 give the denomination of pueblos magicos and nombre de dios was the last one so we can say that also that is something good for us can can you explain to our listeners um, what Pueblo de México means? Pueblo Mágico, when it's like a denomination that we have here in Mexico for the tourism and the pueblos who has history, 
and who has something to count. That's why they 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 give our denomination. But uh, so we are like they are like one hundred and something, and we are like the last one. Awesome. We just get that that denomination like two two years ago, more or less. So Davinata is like um, in a very not tropical, but it's not as desert like most of the places in Nombre de Dios. We have like the water, we have spring water like in around Davinata. And also we have like the opportunity to put Davinata like taking care of, of, of everything that was like around us. So Davinata is in the middle of many fruit trees. So also that makes us special when we make our mezcal. And that is uh, behind, a uh, un lado behind the, the vinata, we have the spring water too. So we we know that, that those things make like in flavor and smells that makes also something for our mezcal. And I say that we have the opportunity because my father, uh, he, he is the founder of the, of the, of the vinata Cuero Viejo. And he's very visionary, no? He he always went to that place by walking, and and he was like he he when he was dreaming, he said here is going to be our vinata, no? And it's not casual that the vinata is there. So he took care about the sun, he took care about the orientation, and and also he was thinking like to make something very like for the work for the vinateros like something easy to work no like he 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 was he would build everything thinking in in the beauty and also in the commodity for the vinateros who was going to work there marta what is the full name of your father because he's miguel not An <laughs> miguel angel garza garza yes he's thank you both garza <laughs> no it's important to mention this because we we have a lovely chat before we start the podcast with you and I remember that you mentioned that he was not from Durango per se. His family started somewhere else. So uh, the love that he has for the state is is pretty amazing. Uh, and and I would like you to talk a little bit about that. I think somebody that comes from another place and is madly in love with a town and an area like Nombre de Dios, I think is a very special thing. Yes, and 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 when he came he came for work to to Durango, he's an agronomo. How do you say agronomo? Agronomo. Yeah. Agronomist. And, yeah. and so he started to work in uh, in in all in all those things about the earth, no? And 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 that's why he like a lot this 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 job, or he likes a lot this thing about the mezcal because he, his roots is is in the ranch, no? And also he talk about. Uh, his family, his grandfather, and everything, and he he grew up in the ranch. So the respect that he has to the nature, to the to the people, I think that that becomes because his roots, no, and also that his studies is all in the in the soil and and, and all the all those things nature, no. So I think that's why he fought in love with the mezcal and also with the with the resp the respect that he has in in all those things. Uh, you are true when people come from another place he starts to view things very different no and he falls in love in nombre de dios he he has like a 
when 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 he just come from Monterrey, the first ranch that he has was in Nombre de Dios, and 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 so so we have many history there in the in Nombre de Dios, and he was taking care like long long time ago. So just to put a name, we have it, and now a time. How long ago was this? Yeah, he came from from Monterrey like more than 46 years ago so he like, is true and true from durango not from monterey anymore like. no, see, see, <laughs> if you talk about durango he he's from here and and that's he he stayed here because he knew my mother and they met him she's from here from from durango so he got married here and that's why we born here in durango no so we are from durango i am the oldest of of my of two of two, I have a son and a daughter, so I am the oldest one. But we we born here, and I all my my life I I have been in Nombre de Dios. No, when when I when I born, my father has a ranch there in Nombre de Dios. So we really love that place. And when he started to to want to make mezcal, he was like. When he liked the mezcal, like I think that four years ago, no, 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 no was new. It, it wasn't new like that. I want to make mezcal and just make it. No, he, he, he had a ranch and he, 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 when he told me how, how he felt in love with the mezcal, he always passed to Avinata and he to go to his ranch and he stopped it with Avinatero, no, and and he said that that Vinata was just open in the time of raining no so it's it's like a vinata just for that for that time temporal i don't know how to say a, lo it just a lot of a lot of mezcales throughout mexico where where and are most of them uh they're the the time of of production is on on the water like on the rainy end season there's there's a few different things but uh it's is not is not common it's not uncommon to hear that they were just very specific seasons that you will have production in in certain areas that's pretty cool uh -huh, because also they they were make they they also make cheese no so the catering also was like something that they make for living and he always stopped to the maestro vinatero to talk and he to talk he was young no he was a a young man going with a someone old just to talk and my father he really want to learn with he 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 was like very good um, how do you say like he 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 really appreciate to learn about the oldest no now he's oldest <laughs> he's the oldest now but in that in that time he always wanted to be with with uh, all these people because he was young when he started to to like the mezcal he was like uh, 20 six 27 years do you remember seeing mezcal in your house like was that yeah. something that your dad I was remember my father yeah. getting with mezcal in, in, in my my mother he she always told me about that my father was like very we said ranchero no my father we 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 uh, we have our like our how do you say like deporte we we we, we were charra Yeah. We, we were charras, no? The 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 one who dress with the big dresses like uh, uh, 
to make with a charreria, no? That is a, a Mexican sport. That, so we 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 say that is a Mexican sport, and we were like always in ranches. We are always with horses, and 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 my father was always in this, uh, like in this ambiente, no? Like yeah. with this. It was. It was. It would. I I will help you in this one. It's, it was a full culture. So you have the rancherias, you have the, the 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 attires that you will dress, you have the horses that you will train, you have the specific dance that the horse might do or not, or you will train it to do a specific tricks. Uh, there was the food that it was related to to the charreadas. There was the drinks that they were related to the charreadas. So all this is like a, a full on culture of how you grew up, basically, right? This this is not just one. It's not a tiny event. It's something that is on and on in your life throughout when you were growing up. Just because mezcal is 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 everything that is 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 the ranch is the is the people uh, all of those things that mezcal come that everything comes with the mezcal is all the thing that we grow up no and my father too. So that's why uh, we really like this culture, and we really wanted to to put like in in to put Durango in the in in the eyes of everyone, no? Because uh, here in, in Mexico, here in Durango, we are more like the culture is more like the charros, more mariachi, yeah. more more those things. We are more like horses and all those things. And you know, for for people that you know they're listening to us uh the north part of mexico is very is very complex the same way that you will find complexity in the south in chiapas in oaxaca uh the the culture is very 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 different uh mm -hmm. to the south of the country and and on and on its own it holds you know uh, traditions and and heritage Uh, for mezcal and for other many other things, but you know one of the things that is very interesting when when you're talking about this, you're talking about your dad being a young a young man and interested in going and finding this one mezcalero that he likes on his way to the ranch. A lot of this, uh, a lot of these mezcaleros, you know, he your dad will be one of many clients, right? Uh, and then pass time passes and he becomes the man that he is and works in the business that he does. But he was not a mezcalero per se. He was not producing mezcal. This 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 uh, Cuero Viejo adventure was way after when he is older, right? It's, this is not his main business. No, 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 no. He just really liked it, and he was very young, and he 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 respect the the beverage because he knew how to they made it. He he told me that he wanted he really liked it to be with the vinatero. He talked with them and he 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 really enjoyed that time. So then he went he he uh, his business is the butchery. He's like butchery and 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 it's and a they, butchery, uh, butchery. the the meat cuts for uh, mm -hmm. fine fine meat cuts, uh -huh. right? Also, we are starting exporting right now to to the to the also to the states. But uh, he, he he this is our main uh, business, no. And then when he's old, when he has time, when he like he 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 has time, no. He has that time to be there, and he, his dream is like to go out for the business and just to stay with the mezcal 
and and Fugita Hotel. No, that's a that that's the dream of my mother and my father. They work together. Also, it's another thing that I have to say that my mother and my father start together all everything. So that these they 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 start to realize that uh, this to live in the ranch is is like something very grateful for them to 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 retire in in, in just just with the mezcal, no, to to do that. I have a question. So um, the vinata is that also on the property where your parents live? Yes, right now they are living okay. there in in uh-huh. the ranch. Uh, since the pandemic, they really go out from Durango. And now they have one year, and they are they are going to live there. They they really like it to be there, so now they are living there, and it's in the same place. And when, uh, what year did uh, the vinata happen come into being? Because obviously, your father was thinking about it for a long time. He found the land, the perfect spot. Um, when when did it actually begin construction? Like when did you guys first start producing there? in 2015 and one of the vision of my father was to put uh, to make something very ordenado like very like to put something that like to make something how do you say gabriel ordenado very like in order and strategy like structure uh-huh just to to make this vinata and to be open to the people no, he at the first time that he made that vinata, that's why he's very good oriented in the in with the these those trees that I told you with the water. Everything is like very nice when you are in the vinata. Really, really, is a very good experience to be there because everything is beautiful. No, Every, that trees and beautiful. No, because he put things beautiful. No, just because of the nature. Beautiful because everything. If you start, if you are making a tamiscal there, you have the best tree in front of you no uh, and and so uh, you're you're mentioning you, you mentioned this already a few times so would you mind saying what kind of fruit trees are uh i know that a lot of our friends that they're a little more geeky will be like <laughs> oh the all the you know these specific trees and the, the my, my, and all that kind of apple, stuff yeah pera okay how do you say pera apples and pears pears Apples and pears, membrillo. So we have membrillos there. Tejocotes, they are like a little bit like a, a orange, a little those one. Are, that those, those are very, very, very Mexicans. I don't think any, I, I don't know they're anywhere else. And they, tejocotes. is it like a kumquat? No, it's a tiny, tiny apple. Oh. And you use it in, in Christmas. Is, they use it a lot for Christmas. They use it for uh, for a lot of the punches. Yeah. Is it is it very and, um sour? Is it like a sour apple flavor? Mm, here. It's no, the uh, taste, Marta. It does. Is the taste like? It's a very very sour. Yes, it's sour, not as sweet. Yeah. It's not as and they do, uh, with the jocote they also do like the paste, like a guava paste, but the jocote paste. Oh. It's that like they delicious. use it for a lot of little things. Yeah, it's really. So nice. that's why I'm also like always saying that trees, 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 is because they yeah. we have like all these. And, and when trees. when we start talking about the production process that you guys do, um, well, you know, we can imagine in our minds what the yeast maybe is coming exactly. from with exactly. the fruit exactly. trees and how that is imparting their flavor. So that's why we say that magical things happen there because. 
we we work with that people who is very like with ancestors like the binateros that work with us there are chava and miguel miguel they are two binateros from the place and the main maestro mezcalero is paco camacho no and and, and miguel and chava they are from there and they really we we learn with about them uh, the way that that we respect the way that we make the mezcal but also with paco camacho uh, we they learn about uh, this 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 way, no? And it's a, it's a, it's artisanal, one hundred percent, but it's very like they they Paco is is a very very good making documents and it's very good like making the the experiment if the if the weather is better if the if if, if that's the way that he he he's he's a chemistry. The chemistry, but they he used the chemistry enough to make modifications. He used some chemistry because he he to 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 see how the nature is going to make that better for our mezcal. He was also like when he was young, he her her grandfather and and his father they also has history making mezcal. When he was young, they, their family was making mezcal, and they and then he decided to start engineering. 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 Mm -hmm. He started to study engineering, and at the first time, not to make mezcal, but then the destiny uh, bring bring uh, uh, Paco uh, in this path of the mezcal thing. No, he uh, Paco. That's his name. Sí, Paco, Paco. Yeah, Paco. Um, is he so? So he grew up around mezcal production, but he wasn't necessarily producing it himself um, until when? Until he was out of of chemical engineering? Until how did he it happen? When he, when he finished his school, he started to work in the CRM. No, so because in that time we didn't have anyone from CRM here from from the Consejo Regulador, and he he was the pioneer in Durango. Like they they went he went to Oaxaca to know and to to start in in to know about mezcal, and he was a certifier a certifier of mezcal. Wow! Uh, so just just to pause for one second so I can explain <laughs> to the audience, um, just in case they're not following along so well, um, he worked for the CRM, right? Um, and so and he was he was actually the one that was going to the different um, to the different villages, the different towns, and certifying palenques and vinatas. Was he working specifically within the state of Durango, or was he in a different state? In Oaxaca. In he Oaxaca. started okay. in Durango because we didn't have any certifi certifier here. But then he, he they moved to Oaxaca, so they they was living in Oaxaca for a long time. So he was liking he he went he really liked more than mezcal when he was in Oaxaca, and and then he came back and he started to work in the minery, and then he know my father, and they 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 work very good together. And my father asked him to to start with him the vinata and with those and with and with Miguel and Chava and they still with us. We have like six years ago we put we have six years with our vinata and they are the same people working for 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 this mezcal. They 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 stay they they they, they are the ones who are making the the mezcal from the beginning. That's so cool that 
like, I mean, that, that's, that's an interesting full circle and also a testimony to your father. How did he find him? Like, how did they get to know each other? Baco and my father? Yes. My, my father was like asking, like was researching who, who can help him to make the, the mezcal and to make like more for, like to know more about the, how do you say rendimientos to, to know more about. Is that he was looking for somebody to know about the chemistry and deficiency of making mezcal. Uh-huh. Not to put nothing like. Just not to, to change, it- not to change the the chemistry, but to to know how to make it proper. So you that's know, uh, why they work together with Chava and Miguel. No, Miguel, they were from from families from they, they are the fourth generation, and Paco can be that third generation. No, in making making mezcal. Uh, so they that's why they start together. They, my father was like looking for someone, uh, and and Paco because Paco was the he was the one, no? and 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 they are working since two hundred two thousand fifteen. So let's talk about the landscape and specifically the different species, the different types of agaves that are growing um, in and around um, the area where the vinata is. I'm assuming that's where you guys harvest from, but why don't you explain to, to us um, what that looks like for you? So the, the agave that you find in Nombre de Dios, most of them is going to be Ceniso Durangensis, no? And that's because of the weather and the altitude that, that Nombre de Dios has. It's, it's is like 1,800 uh, meters above the sea. And that's the, that's the level that the, this agave you will find more, no? And with the better uh, expressions, no? The mezcal. And in Nombre de Dios, it's a very good place to grow this agave because also the volcanic. I didn't say that, Dura, that Nombre de Dios has a lot of volcanic rocks, no? Um, near there was like you will find near near that place a, a little volcano no that people say that was a that was a volcano small it was big nothing like biggest but but you will find like like mountains with holes but we supposed to to they supposed to be like uh, maybe the volcanoes but small not, not too big and and that's why we have a lot, a lot. It's very rich in volcanic stone. So that makes another thing very special with the cenizo, because where the cenizo grows is that that takes the, from the soil, no, the, those those specific things. So the cenizo who grows in, in nombre de Dios is a very rich in minerals, no, because that's the way that that he grows. And also another thing that is very good for this agave is because he fight, no, to grow up because it is it, is dry, and and also in some places is very dry. It's a lot of, of volcanic rock around them, so it has to fight a lot. And and that's the most beautiful thing that I I I learned about this this agave about everyone agave but this because this is the one who is grows in in, in nombre de dios that the the most he fight is is more rich in the sugar no is 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 more rich because it, it stresses a lot so that stress as also is very good for the for the making of the of the sugars that you need to make the mezcal so. I think that one is that is one of the characteristics of this agave. It's very sweet, 
no because that way that he grow and when i went when 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 i went with the cortadores with the people who go to cut the, the agaves and 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 i learned a lot of them because i started to learn about the mezcal in 2016 16 17 in the beginning and i started to know because my brother, he, he left from Durango. No, he went to Monterrey. <laughs> he went to live in Monterrey where my father was. And he, my father was alone, no, with a mezcal. And, and one, one time my, I was with, um, how do you say, comadre? Uh, I'm not sure how to do that term. When you have a daughter or a son and you ask somebody to be their grandmother, their grand, the godfather or the godmother, that person becomes a comadre mm -hmm. if it is a girl to you or, uh -huh. or compadre if it is a guy. A so I don't know uh -huh. what is the translation in English. It's like, is the godfather of your child that becomes godfather, your compadre? No? Yeah. Yeah, I think godmother or godfather is, is sufficient. Yes. Godmother and and, and yeah, she's, but those she's those are padrinos. So that ah, okay. godmother and godfather are padrinos. Compadre is the relationship that by them being the padrino of your child, they become your compadre or comadre. Is the name okay? My, yeah. my comadre. <laughs> I think that no, actually, that definition is really good. We might not have a word for it necessarily in English, but I yeah. think that the description is perfect. And she's from she's not from Mexico. She's from Colombia. No? And, and she came to visit me to, to Durango and I was walking with her in the ranch and I show her the, the, the vinata and, and she's, I, I remember when she sit or sat in the, in the desk of Paco and she put a, a sombrero no? and a sombrero and she was like very empoderated like she was there and sitting and she said comadre you have everything and your father is alone why you don't work with him why you don't collaborate with him and is that is is your time to be with like is your time now 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 is like that that time that you can be like very together no with with him and and i didn't realize that 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 way because also that at the beginning we say that they have to come from another place just to see what what the thing that we don't see no so i was sitting there and i saw my comadre with that hat and, and then i saw the vinata uh, and 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 all the things that i have it and i didn't know it so it was like a light bulb went off and you're like ah i see where i need to be mm -hmm. so you you have mentioned all these things, but you haven't told us one very important thing. What did you study before this? Like, what was what was Marta Garza aiming to do in in you know in college? And I'm gonna be what? And you know, you end up with with an amazing family business and integrating with your dad and working in Nombre de Dios. But before that, where were you? Because I don't think you have mentioned uh, a little bit no, of that. I, I studied. I study marketing, so uh, and also I study a master in in business. I have the opportunity to study out of Durango. I study in Monterrey, and then I start to 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 work for a corporate in in Mexico City, and and, and then when I came and then I came back uh, to Durango, and then like 
all those dream or, or fake dream because it was fake like uh, to be working in those corporates and those things then i came here and then i start to realize the most important thing that's why i felt in love with a mezcal that 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 day that my comadre says i start to be like with a with a feet on the ground like i i i i, I realized that that i always i am very sensitive and I, I believe a lot of the magic, you know, of the magicians, all the energy and all those things. And I lost that sensitivity when I was in like in Mexico City, you know, uh, like I was working in a corporate and I felt that it was very important. And when I came back again to my roots and then and when I saw that way that, that day, I saw the and again the magic, again the connection, again the energy, again again all the things that I really like it of my roots of the beginning because I was from the ranch with the horses and all those things, and then after many years I came again to the same place. I'm very happy right now. That's so that's so beautiful, and all of this to say, like I think that I think that we started this conversation, this part of the conversation, with you explaining. Um, how you started learning about the agaves, right? We were talking about the ceniso. Um, and so one question that I have about that is, um, do you guys practice the capon where you cut the quiote as it is is coming out from the plant? Yes, and that's one of the our difference here in Durango also is because we cut the, the quiote and we said that we make mezcal with uh, agave capon. No, that's a way that we say here in Mexico that we are making mezcal with capone, capone agave, mm -hmm. and we made it uh, like we we go to the to the mountains and we found those those agaves who has like the quiote, like for thirty centimeters, fifty centimeters out of the of the of the agave, and we and we cut it and we wait more than we wait we wait for for one year more or less mm -hmm. uh, and for to get to the next to the next harvest um, time just to cut the agave who is capon and that thing also is like make it special this this mezcal because we made it because of the sugar yes no? we don't want the sugar go to the flower right. and just to to make all those things that go to a flower and then the, the semilla and then die, everything. We just cut some agaves. We don't cut every every agave we saw, no? We, we just go and the, we, we go and, and we cut some agaves and the other ones, we left the, the quiote uh, just to, to make the, the, the regeneration uh, natural. Yes, so that they can seed and then go to seed and those uh, the flowers can be pollinated. Uh -huh. Sorry, and, and then and, this and, yeah. That's, uh, I don't know if it's like something very common, but with the vinateros that, that, that we work with the people that, that they go just to cut, they're very, very good guys uh, respecting all those things. Where do they go? When you say they're going to where? They're going to a ranch? They're going to your property? Is this something that is... Uh, Wild? They have, yeah. Yeah, but the, 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 land, the land is owned by somebody. Is is not that sí. you just go to your neighbors and oh sorry I'm gonna go and cut some agaves, like it can happen, but you have to have a relationship with them. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out where, what is the relationship that you have with the magueyeros or the landowners where the maguey is is being uh, born, harvested. We, harvested. We can do it like and uh, with the different ways. We 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 do it like 
we rent some some tierras some some places we 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 have a, we rented for 10 years we have to rent it for 10 years uh, and also we we buy it no we we buy it agave and they say sell it sell to us the 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 the, the agave cutting and uh, and also we have a, someone's in our property but we have like we replanting our own agaves like the oldest one they are four years so we 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 haven't make a mezcal from our agaves not yet already. not yet but not we, yet. we should also just mention for people that the saniso is very particular species as far as reproduction goes correct um they reproduce predominantly from seed Yes, and also for hijuelos. I I I I seen some uh, in the in mountains the hijuelos, and we also replanting the hijuelos. They're not. It's not common to see the agaves in hijuelos, but when they are very stressed, very very stressed, they have hijuelos. <laughs> no, uh, uh, and 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 in some places you can see more more hijuelos than the common thing because it's not normal to see cenizos with hijuelos. Right now, I have a little plant in my here in my house, and the plant has hijuelos. Oh, see, because because it's it's, in a, it's growing in a small place, so it's stressed, and that's why it's growing like some hijuelos. It has two hijuelos. No, I know that it's not common with the with the cenizos, the hijuelos. What but, what about also bubilios, um, the the little the little plants that will come off of the flower stalk? Does that happen with ceniso? Yes, this is that's a way that's a way that we leave the 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 quiotes in there just to 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 grow in the natural way. So more of them are with seeds. It's true. It's not common to see the hijuelos, but I don't know why I find some hijuelos in the garden. I am lucky because I saw I saw some. And, and I have one. I have two hijuelos right now. <laughs> They're your plant. little babies. <laughs> I have my little babies here, uh, and uh, and also, este, we we have a, a nursery, so we have our nursery that we plant our own, like four years ago, with the seed, in the nursery, and it's a very hard work. It's it's also something very very nice to see. Because uh, you have to put it in the nursery, like thousands of, of seeds, thousands of miles, cien mil, no, miles of thousands, and mm -hmm. um, too much, no, and 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 we put it in some like boxes, like big big ones, no, no little ones, you know, very big, like in in a nursery, and we put all the all the seeds, and then after like one year, we obtain like one year and a half. We put it that that little babies. We put it in the in in a colchado in in the in the soil, but we still taking care of with about them. No, we we don't put in the in the wild place. We just taking care with them also, and we have like seventy thousand um, little babies, and then we put it in the in in the soil, and we wait like for one year. Um, more or less also just to be like more healthy to go out the little babies they have like two and a half years or three more or less and they we put it in the wild place we have to this respect is, the same way 
this is the ranch that you're renting for perpetuity, right? This is the, this when is the, land, that, that, yeah. the land that we rented was the last year, the first, like, no, we have, we have rented like for two years. And also we put it in some of our places, but that's very, also it's a, a difficulty to, to replant when it's, it's, it's a full have, different business. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have, we have the lucky to talk uh, with a few different people and, the 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 nursery part, the planting part, the taking care part, uh, is a full business. It's not just, uh, you know, when people say uh, talk about sustainability and talk about all these all these trends, uh, it's it's very important to mention that this is a very very hard work that requires a lot of skill, and a lot of knowledge and a lot of learn. Uh, the learning curve is huge. Like you're talking about hundreds of thousands of of seeds and then ending up you know you end up with a lot of plants nonetheless but it's is not the amount that you put it in yeah that, and, you know you, you get a, a very small percentage of the you know the thousands of hundreds of pl of semillas that you have seeds and just yeah. so people have a visual what we're talking about with the two three year old plants that you guys are putting in the wild that would be considered like semi-cultivated right because it's not mm -hmm. like you're putting them in farmed plots with rows um like in a in a hacienda or something it would be more like you're planting them in the environment kind of in like a, a more like wild way It has to be like that because then they don't grow. They, they don't want a lot of water. They don't want to be like comfortable. They need to be un, uncomfortable to, to grow up. So that's the, the beautiful thing of this agave. And, and that's when I started to, to fall in love with, 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 with a mezcal because when I went to the mountain with the, those people who cut the mezcal, When, and see the the way that the agave lives, the way that that they have to fight, and also the people. It's when I started to know the people who is behind the mezcal. When you drink the mezcal and you don't know, you don't have like the education how the mezcal is making, eh, you think that it's easy, but it's very difficult to get this copita of mezcal. <laughs> so the, the other thing that we were talking about is, so... Uh, The, the agave that is from the region that you have Ceniso Durangensis, but you have you have a few other species around that I know that you're you do have other expressions in the lineup for Puerto Viejo. What else you have? Yes, and and they're also very special agaves because they grow up uh, also with this extreme weather and it's like Uh, the tepemete is one of them that we are going that we make mezcal with tepemete. This is a very small agave, and they 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 grow a few. They don't grow like you don't find like easy the tepemete, and also they are they are small, no. So so you don't make a you don't have a, too much mezcal making from that agave. So that's why that mezcal is is special is special. And it's very delicious. It's like very exotic, the flavor. It's, it's, it's exotic, exotic. And the other, other one is a, that we are making mezcal is a lamparillo. And the lamparillo is a, it's a big one. It's, 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 it's like, it's a little bit, it's, it's different in the spines and also in the color, but it's, sometimes it looks like the like the cenizo, no? If, if you look like, like, if they are like very 
away you can see you you can you can you cannot say if it's is lamparillo or or, or cenizo when you 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 sit yeah very near mm -hmm. and you you will see it I, what i wanted to ask about the lamparillo is it a genetic variation of the cenizo like was it mm -hmm. two different agaves that kind of you know uh commingled and and created lamparillo See, and you will see just the difference in the spines and 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 then the flavor of the lamparillo is is difficult to to it's like it's difficult to make mezcal with lamparillo because it it, it also is very less mezcal you cannot like it's not too much the liquid that you can take from the from the from the from this agave because it ha it doesn't have like a lot of of sugars uh, and uh, and also it's amargo how do you say amargo um, not sour uh, bitter but when you make mezcal from that agave wow you is something like very good it's very aromatic is is uh, uh, like the flavor it's like very perfume mezcal mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, 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 a, it's, it's one of my favorites, the Lamparillo. So um, let's get into uh, the production style at the Vinata for Cuero Viejo. Let's talk about the cook in the horno. Let's talk about the crush, fermentation. How long does it take? What's, what's the environment like? Um, also, do you guys produce seasonally or are you producing year round? So wherever you want to begin, Marta, we are all ears. Okay, so we produce our mezcal by artesanal way. So we start with our big oven, and it's with our, with volcanic rock, and that's a fortune that we have like near that, that you can get that volcanic rock like a gift. So that's where where our flavors and our everything begins. Is the magic over there, and and. I, I always hear Paco saying that that the that, that, uh, magic begins in, 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 in the in the oven. It's like if you are cooking like a barbacoa. And they they start like at six o'clock of the morning and, and it's a big big hole and it's under the ground and with a volcanic rock. No, that's the first ingredient that we, that we're mezcal have. And then we cook it like around for for three days. I know that you are very usual the way that that is, so I will talk like for the things that make us different, like the, the like the that I think that our mezcal is like that's why it has like these notes and these flavors. No, it's, it begins with the volcanic, and also with the um, we use uh, oak in the in the uh, and mesquite, no, with the with the oven. And the, this, this, why we use this one? Because this, these two uh, that we use is because, one, because we have the permission to use it. Now, here in Durango, it's very controlled also. The, the, the things about the madera, the, the things about the, hi, the words of madera, the easy one, I forgot it. The wood. The wood. <laughs> I don't know why I don't put attention in my English class when I was in, in primary. Sorry. <laughs> now I need it, but okay. So that that you are like my teacher. Thank you. And and and, and the wood that you put that that you put there is like the the oak and the mesquite. You know? So those things are the more important ingredients in our mezcal. You no, know? you will you will feel that the mineral, 
because of those rocks that you can get in the in in the mountain and also in the cook. Then we pass it and we crush it by 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 hand, and we just we just cut it, no, in a little pieces, and in, then we put it in the tajona. No, we we mill it by the tajona. Why why could Oviejo decide to to mill it in in a tajona? Because that's that's a wonderful thing, and uh, uh, because we 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 could choose the better way to get the the flavors. No, so for for to crush it, the 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 way that the the the, the big stone crush it with the tajona, it makes more like the the liquids, no, uh, it, it, it's it's a lot of liquids, and also that's the 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 fiber get all the all those liquids and the and the that that those stones also they are important like to get the specifications of our our mezcal. It's not very useful use thing to here in Durango. They they use it like the traditional way was cutting by hand. No, and and they was like cutting, cutting, cutting. It's a very, it was a very hard work, and now also the 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 CRM they allow to use like a little machine, no, with the with the, that is cutting. So it it makes also artisanal way, but we decide to use this 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 tajona the tajona way just to to, to respect the liquid and don't to make very like like the miel because of the when when they were cutting to the another way. And then we we put those those in the oven was three days, no, I told you, no, three or four days. And then we we take it to the pines, no, to the tinas. See? To the tinas. And we put it they are underground. That's another thing that is very common to see here in Durango. They are underground because of the extreme of the weather. We didn't stop uh, in we don't make mezcal just in some season. We make mezcal the whole year. So in the in in, in the summertime, we 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 have discovered that we don't co we don't cover the the the, the tinas, but in the winter time we cover it just to make the yeast work better. No, so so that's the way that we 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 made it to don't stop. In, in the season, no? Does does it take longer in the winter for the fermentation process yes. than in the summer? When it's very cold, uh, it takes like a two two or three days more than the common way that, that it takes. Mm -hmm. So and, and this is just curiosity. Do you happen to know, and if you don't, it doesn't matter, uh, the sizes a difficult of... question. Yeah, the thing is is I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking volume. So, do you happen to know the volume that allows how much, how many liters does the tinas have? One thousand. Okay, thank you. And that's, I. That's, that's, yeah. that's a, no, no, that was no, an easy, that was was an easy is, question. Well, the thing is, you're talking about. I was I was like. No, the thing is, we have seen tinas in Durango, coffin looking size. Yeah, like long so and they're, shallow. They're long and shallow, and in the floor. But you happen to you were you were you guys uh, adjust the way of making mezcal a little bit closer to the Oaxacan type of making mezcal. So you're using the tajona, you're using the pine bats above ground or underground. Underground, and and we use they they're round, but they're big, 
and they yeah. went, uh -huh, they went away. But because also we pl planted this vinata, it's very curious because we have 16s. No, yes. We have 16s, and those 16s is one day of that week. We don't stop any day. We, we, we make what's called the seven days of the year. And the 16s, we use it for one day, and the seven day, we make the double distillation. So everything is very, like, very... Hold also on. I, think, I think you need to explain that to the audience a little bit more um, in, in detail. Um, can you just take them... That is them, an important one, yes. It is a very important concept. So let's take them through the process of what, what you mean by each Tina is a day of the week, and then the last day is the second distillation. Can you describe that process? Yes, we use, we use, uh, uh, so we, we, we ferment. Uh, maybe when I finish in the distillation, you will, I, I can explain this one. So we fermented for three, three days, and it is very natural yeast. And those trees that I talk about, like in the beginning, I say it a lot of times, is because it's one of the another very, very uh, important thing in our mezcal, no? So the yeast, uh, is 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 from the from the fauna from from the from the air, so it's natural 100%. So we wait. The nature makes the the work. No, we just uh, and that's another thing that I learned about the mezcal. I I was very quickly person, and now I am like I have to wait for the most beautiful things. So so one of the things is, that the mezcal show me is, is the that way. Is that hard? Hard to wait. See. Yeah. See. Uh, do you think so? <laughs> yes, it's hard to wait. But I, 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 I learned it that the best things that you will have in your hands is when you, when you know how to wait. You know, in in Oaxaca, is something. You know, it's that I we, we have many friends in 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 the south of Mexico now. Very thankful for the the Mescalzos, uh community that we're friends with. But uh, the one word that I have heard often, and not just from one, but from a few different people, con calma. Uh-huh. Con calma y despacito. Con calma. He's going despacito. The magic is you know? making his work. Yeah. Like so, don't speed up. Everything has its time. Yeah. Con calma. It's, Basically it's a, it's like a, it's a, chill out. It's not even chill. It's calm down. It's you have to lower your revolutions. Isn't that like chill you, out? Come on. No, no, chilling, you can be just chilling. You can be chilling fat. You think you can be like stressing? Do, do you can you hear Marta chilling slowly? I don't think so. <laughs> no. <laughs> Marta chills fast. Okay, let's get but back on. It. Con calma. Well, that's why I, that's why I need to be there in the vinata because then I get the calma over there. I have to wait just to have the better thing. So we we con calma, stay there with the calma, and and we wait like for for three days, and then we we make the distillation, and then that's the thing that I I can explain. In the distillation, in the first distillation, we have here you will in Oaxaca you you that that they say ordinario, no? Yes. No, no here in Mexico in Durango in Mexico in Durango we say aguavino. No. Time out. I, I need to explain to the audience, just in case they don't know. The Ordinario, Gabriel, is the first distillation. See? Yeah. Lower ABV, first distillation. Uh, most likely it was still with a lot of bagasso. It is with a lot of bagasso. And this is when, you know, you have a very, is the first pass of that fermented juice through the distillation process. Th that's why we say aguavino, because you have yeah. water and you have vino. 
you have you have a, the, and in that first destination you have both water and vino no so the first one is is agua vino and then we make the second distillation that's the seven day no, no it's not that monday thursday and just sunday no it's that all the, those days it's in seven 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 seven, seven. it's like it's round no so in the in the the last day or, or maybe in no it's not the last day so we we, we make the destillation of one of the of the pillars and then we make also the second distillation no in in this Maybe I am getting. No, 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 no. You're you're making really good. You're, you're explaining. You're sounding exactly what it is. It's, it's fine. I'm I'm just curious about one thing. When you do your aguabino, what, is this aguabino being collected together for all the batches at the same time? So you're doing a first ordinario aguabino blend of seven days of production, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And then at the and once you have all this, this will not it goes back into the distillation, to the to to the distill. And do you add any bagasso to the second distillation, or is no. just just the aguabino? Just the aguabino. Got it. Just the, and at the same time, when you are making the the all the 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 aguabino, it is when the oven is again working. No, it's yes. everything is like in the exact time. It's a cycle, so 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 that's a beautiful thing to become over there. Martha, we learn we learn something every time we talk with somebody, and I have to say firsthand, I raise my hand and say, the term awabino is the first time that I hear it with anybody that we had we had from other states from that is not Oaxaca. So thank you so much. The Durango is very common in Nombre no. de Dios. The old people says. Why we don't drink? Uh, let's go to drink a vino of mezcal, vino de mezcal. Yeah. yeah. They don't say mezcal, just mezcal. They say vino de mezcal. So also is that the difference that they say vino de mezcal is in the second distillation. So we have like three mezcales, and also another thing that 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 we have in in Cuero Viejo, that we have from the same Ceniso Durangensis, we have three mezcales with different alcohol level. ABV. No? Mm -hmm. uh, we have 38. We we just sell it. We we sell it here in, in Mexico a lot because the palate is very different from Mexico. <laughs> the palate here in Mexico, they are like getting used from the mezcal. And and like Paco, Paco, that's the thing that the Paco brings to us. Is like he started to 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 know the people that the people when he was drinking that the first time in Durango, they say, ah, it's too strong. No, what is this? No, and 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 they 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 didn't like they they weren't very used to 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 the mezcal, so so we 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 also make the thirty eight and also the forty eight and that's fifty two. So we have three, and one oh wow! So you jump you jump ten degrees. So you do thirty eight, forty eight, fifty two. Fifty two. See. Wow. Okay. And we make that three. That tree, that tree of these mezcales. And this is or, from specifically Ceniso? Just for Ceniso. Okay. Uh -huh. we, we made it just for Ceniso. And that first 52 is tree distillation. So it's the only one that we make that tree distillation at the end. So we make uh, the second distillation, like I told you. And then we, in our vinata, make the third distillation just for the 52. 
because also for we and it's one of the here in Mexico is one of the mezcales that we sell more, uh, the fifty to two. So uh, because it's very it's not so strong. I know that it's, it's something very very different that uh, that in in out of Mexico that people want more the strongest and more the the smoky and more a little bit they they want to feel it. So for us, the 48 has that, that, that equality from smoky, that smoky, the, 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 the flavor, the smell is, is like the one who is very, very common, no? And, 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 and the other ones is for another palette that we are like, we, we have to make it for Mexico and, and they really like it. Also, I told you that in Ukraine, they they wanted the fifty two, they they want to buy us the fifty two, <laughs> because for I think for the cold. Um, what do you adjust with? With what? Yeah. With water. With water. Okay. Yes. And second question: When you are doing your cuts, right? When you are doing. Through in 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 the in the aguavino, it comes out at certain amount of degrees. When do you when you do your second distillation, to corazón, how high ABV does it comes out? First, it comes like eighty and seventy. Uh huh. Those are esas son tus puntas. Uh huh. And, and then, then and 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 then we cut it, and we have like fifty-five to sixty. So all the the yeah. combination of the corazón the is corazón. 55 to 60. If you're adjusting to 52, why not leave it at 55? Just because it's too much 55. <laughs> but look, the other expressions that we're making, like lamparillo and, and lamparillo. Lamparillo yeah. is the one that we are going to leave in 55. Yes. Yes. Because yes. it's very yes. beautiful, the flavor, yes. and we don't want to cut with anything. The people who want is going no, to there's, buy it. There's nothing wrong cutting with anything. Like, that's that's the way that people have done it for a long, long, long time. But the people but, they get scared because of the alcohol, no? It's it changing, Marta. It's changing, it's changing, it's changing. No, it's, it's, it's matter. It's, the, the palate, as you said, is changing. No, 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 palate que había hace. It's not, it's not the two thousands. Like people drinking mezcal in Mexico are learning to appreciate. Like, and they're asking these questions. So that that's why those 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 agaves that are very exotic, we are going to have it in fifty five. Ceniso is exotic. Okay, I will give you. I will make yeah. a batch in fifty five years. Like we do it. Co- no, do it, do it, do it. You you will see. It's, it's a there, there is a potential of saying we don't like people adjust most of the time everywhere else because they need more juice. They, they're adding more water to make more. Mm-hmm. So, no leches agua los frijoles. If, if we, you if if you can, <laughs> yes, but it's true. But we are not making to make more. It's, that's not the thing. It's because Good. it's not very useful to the people to drink something. It, it, they 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 still have have a, a little bit of scare about the mezcal because of uh, the alcohol. They say it has forty eight. Yes, sorry. Say sorry. something, Sabrina. You, you're I'm like, dying over here. I'm trying to be very diplomatic, but there's there's something that I want to bring up that is is just um 
making more concise this conversation, which is, Gabrielle, you, you brought up in a podcast or two ago that the, the, the taste of the community changes over time. Right. And so that's what we're talking about. And I think that it's really important to acknowledge the fact that we're probably at a moment in time, at least with the international market, the way that it is, where palates are changing, taste is changing. And I think that it's a really good representation of what Cuero Viejo is doing, which is they're having the 38 for the community, for the local community, for the people of that's their palate, that's their taste. But yet they're also modifying and they're looking towards the future of what maybe uh, more the different tastes from the States and from Europe and from wherever you guys are exporting to. And I think that it's important to mention because, Gabs, you said it brilliantly a little while ago that like, you know, the mezcal that was produced and, and drank 100 years ago was probably different in some ways um, than what we're drinking now. And, and, you know, that's evolution. And that's, that's a really interesting point Um, to that. I would also like to ask if you guys are doing anything with um, resting the mezcal. We've heard from a couple different uh, producers that, you know, people are resting in clay, people are resting in glass for a certain amount of time, people are aging in oak. Um, Is that something that you guys are um, dealing with in any way? Yes, we're, we're doing right now in glass. So the oldest that we have right now is one year. So it, you have to to remind to remember that we just have six years in, in, in the market. So we are making, like, many things are, like, pretty new, could, could be. But we that's, that's the thing that also I think that we have, the, like, vintage, because how do you say ventaja? Vintage? Like, vintage. Like, vintage. We we can see that how is the market and, and what we can do. And all the things that we are doing, if it's in the line of the artisanal thing, so of the respectful of the everything that is with own values, uh, I think that we can do it. And that's that's a, that's also that's the thing that it's my job, no? It's I I is the one that I, I am looking like the market and and also with my father, with Paco, we t- together we take the, the decision what to make. My father, I didn't tell you, but it's part of the of the process. My father is who takes who who take the who who makes the palette. He 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 just saw the Paco show him the the lote, the old lote. How do you say lote? See, yeah. he he showed the lote, and my father choose who is for forty eight. Because he's the one who is more smoky, like the one who has, and he choose also who what is going to be for the thirty-eight or for the fifty-eight. So my father is very important in this process because he's the like the the, the one who palate all the mezcal. He's the palate setter. Paco Paco is the one with the maestros mezcaleros. They they make it. They make the magic. And now they need me right now because I am the one who is like 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 looking for that market. And if it's permitted, like with all the respect, because if if, if I, I, I you really want you have to go to the to the vinata, uh, and you will see that the thing that that the value, the most important value that we have there is the respect of the tradition, and that's that's why we're very passionate in in this thing. 
So you guys have programmed to rest in glass, which is really exciting. Um, but what about barrels? What about wood? Uh, is there any pro are there any programs to rest um, in that material? Yes, we, we, we started to do it. We have our own. We just, you, you will find it just in our house, but what we have, we have a, like resting for three years ago. And we are going to, to certificate and we are going to start to do that mezcal. In Durango, it's common, it's common to find a mezcal in, in, in wood. So, would, so would we like, call it Añejo? Yes, Añejo one. So it's common because of the ranch, of the haciendas. So Durango is very used to, to do it. So we are going hmm. to start doing that. You know, we, we did have, we've had a couple of podcasts with um, producers from Durango and somebody, I think it was Heran that said his grandmother preferred the Añejo. So the Añejo. So, so that's why they, they continue producing it because it was her favorite. Um, but d what type of wood are you guys using? Oak. Is it new no. oak? Is it oak like? No, it's from, it's from whiskey. Okay. So whiskey barrel, oak whiskey barrels. Uh -huh. Very so cool. we're like we are trying to do like new varieties, like mm -hmm. to explore those 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 new mercados that you can find, mm -hmm. and and we are open to do that. And also, like always, I am saying in all my interview that is is with all the respect, no, the, yeah. with all all those all those tradition and Durango, you will find uh, in the history like the people from haciendas they put the mezcal in in barrels. So we are not we are like in the in the same value to make something that is common here. So I have to I have to lead in with this next part, which is the the way that Gabrielle and I learned about Cuero Viejo was from our friends Tess and Farron, who you know well. And mm -hmm. it was because they took uh, trips on their own and then eventually they uh, were administering tours pre-COVID to Durango. And your uh, Cuero Viejo Vinata was a big stop. But what's new that you guys have, um, I think, finished construction and it's up and running now is the hotel slash spa. So before we end this conversation, we have to learn about uh, Orajan de Luna and what that's all about. So why don't we talk about that a little bit? But that's that's where our like where the woman come here in this in this part of the history of the mezcal here with us, and we make that that this hotel that the Cuero Viejo make us like a very hospitality person. People from all my family went to the hospitality hospitality thing because we were open, and we have like we 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 open our vinata Saturdays and Sundays just to to prepare the, the people from Durango that we make mezcal and and many people learn with us like like and they they feel proud about the mezcal here mix in Durango because we started to culturize the people from here and we open it and then we realized that the hospi hospitality was one of our things that good that also we make very good and that's why we make we make the hotel and here's where the woman come with the mezcal because my my mother and I also I have a sister and and we we started to make this spa with all the the beneficios all the benefits of the of the agave of the of the mezcal that we can take to the to the beauty thing 
So we found that uh, that the mescal also has antioxidants, and and they are good for for the for the Ay, piel, Gabriel, the the most easy word also. La skin. Skin. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> for the skin also also is very good for skin and we took and we are studying and we are learning a lot of the of the plant and also of the mezcal no so we took those those things to the spa and then you can get like that the treatments the treatments uh, they are very different you end you 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 receive like the the massage and everything, but you will finish with something with with this mezcal, uh, and that's that's magical. You have to come, you have to go to to the spa because it's it's also it's like the ancestors because we have also a temascal, no? So the temascal, all this thing about about the the history of the magic of the energy, the temascal also is coming with with the same thing of 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 this culture no mexican and, and and also we have it there in the in the hotel in the spa that sounds absolutely amazing and i i would encourage everybody um you know we'll link to everything with photographs like we always do on the hey hey agave page of tuyo.nyc um and you guys can check it out for yourself i think it's it speaks for itself so um i encourage everyone when it's safe to travel uh to definitely head down to durango um one last thing that i wanted to discuss was that um so we had the opportunity to meet in person over a year ago, pre-COVID, in New York City, um, because of our mutual friend Tess Rose Lampert. Um, and when we met, I was able to taste some expressions from Cuero Viejo. And what was so interesting to me was that you brought seasonal productions. So can you explain to the audience what I tasted? Yes, that's another thing. That's the same thing with the with the alcohol levels. It's the same thing. You we find the difference, and we explode that those information and th those expression. And with the seasons also, we discover that the winter mezcal from the summer mezcal you will find in the same agave with the same production, with the same everything. You will find uh, a difference between them. I can say it that for winter you will find a floral, more floral flavors, and in summer it's more fruit, fruit, fruit flavors. So we really like we use the nature for 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 like for us, like we we use it, and and that's the thing that we make it. No, so if you drink, you 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 saw it, and you you really feel it. When you drink a, a, a summer and a winter, it's a total difference. You can explain what do you feel when, when you it, drink it. It was amazing. I mean, I, I know that like there's been some talk about, oh, let's let's try a mezcal that was produced in the same uh, vinato or palenque over the course of, of a full year, of a full season of production. And I just have to say that it was the first time that I had an opportunity to try it. It was the first time that I had an opportunity to try it from Durango, which is very specific, and it blew me away. And so, you know, I, I know that Cuero Viejo isn't in the States yet, 
But I have to congratulate you because I know that you guys are in Canada. So it's just a matter of time um, before you're here because I know everybody listening is going to be like, how do I find it? Um, so either you guys, you travel to Canada or you go to Durango. Are you, are you also um, able, uh, are, you, are you guys available in, throughout Mexico? Yes, you can buy it in, in, in Mexico. Perfect. And so if people, at, but, but really, you guys, you should, when it's safe, uh, we should all travel to Durango and, and experience it in person there. That would be, that would be the best. Um, okay, Gabs, what are your final thoughts? Unmute yourself and ask her the hardest question of the day. Hardest? <sighs> He's been keeping it inside. Marta. Marta. Garza. Garza. <laughs> No, no eres doble Garza, ¿no? ¿Sí? No, Garza Vázquez. Garza Vázquez. Vázquez. Eh, Vázquez. So, Sabrina does all these cheat notes to kind of keep us in place when we're talking, and this has been useful, but not we, we have not followed them much. <laughs> uh, but she did something very interesting, and I think it's a very, very humble question to ask you. In the future... If I ask you to talk about your plants, what do you hope to grow into? I think it's That's a really, really, what do you hope to grow into? Like you're growing. This is happening. So what do you hope to grow into? Hi, Gabriel. That's, no, that, the, the question is beautiful. It's beautiful. No, because you're I, talking Sabrina, about, come on. Give me yes, some credit This is Sabrina. Here. This Sabrina. And is, <laughs> you talk about magic. You like the, the, the whole idea of energy. You, we have talked about the responsibility and the, the eco responsibility that Cuero Viejo has. You have talked about Urahan de Luna and, and the experience that you're creating. So you're, you're setting up yourself not the brands not the urahan not the wine not the mezcal you're setting marta garza to do to grow into what kind of persona you know because you're I, you're, I, you're I, we're I, talking brands but we're talking about a very specific path that you chose now i want i want to be i i i, I let me see if i understand good that the, the question i want to be uh, influence like I, I want to to influence more women to do whatever they like that it's not like it's not to fight like for women or men because sometimes they ask me how is to be in a main uh, business no and I really don't like I I don't find me like fighting with nobody no uh, it's it's like I just my dream is like getting now, like I, I, how do you say, like you, you just put, I just put my dream right now in, 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 in that reality. And, and one of those things I, I really want to, to influence to another woman, no, to, to, to people to encourage to do whatever they want. And that mezcal for me, give me that opportunity to connect. I really love, it's really my love of the mezcal. It's not for the drink. It's for the things that the mezcal brings to me. They brings to me people awesome. They they are people very true. It's like the connection. The people who likes mezcal, they are not normal people. They are not like common people. They The people who likes mezcal has something special, no? And that special things 
makes me need to be more brave, like to don't, like I was very nervous to be with you in that, in this interview, because it was going to be in English. But because I was going to talk about mezcal, I said, okay, don't worry about that. The magic is going to happen. Uh, and that's the thing that I want to I wanna do. I want to influence people and, and to encourage and to work very hard for all the things that they really want to do it. You, you were so kind to, to share with us something that is, is very important, that is empowering women in Mexico is not an easy topic, and we can speak an hour and a half more about it. Uh, but this is, this is just enough to show that there's people, important people, happy people, empower people that are trying to do the right thing. So we, we very much thank you to, to, to share that with us. Definitely. And, and just, you know, stay tuned because I'm sure Martha, you and I will have more conversations specifically with uh, Hermanas de Mayoel um, mm -hmm. Alliance. And so, um, yeah, this, this is the first of many conversations. And um, I just, I want to just Uh, accentuate what Gabrielle said and say thank you so much for spending all this time with us and uh, telling us and educating us uh, about Cuero Viejo. We really appreciate it. Um, and I would just say salucita. Salud. Salud. <laughs> and thank you for having me here. Thank you. Muchas gracias. Gracias. Salud. Hey Hey Agave is a production of Tuyo NYC. Brittany Prater is our editor. Your hosts are Gabrielle Velasquez Zazueta and me, Sabrina Lassard. Our music is by Milagro Verde. Find them on Instagram at Milagro underscore Verde BK. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Salicita.